One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Just gone for last H&J Daily for me, Max Ruston and Charlie Baker. Charlie, what's coming up? Todd Macklin. Mike Ward, you uh, and Thomas, and someone else, Martin Kellner as well. They were all on the podcast, and I've remembered them. I've not even had them written down, and here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. I'm disappointed by the lack of calls we get. Do they just get cut off at the pass? Is that what happens, Max? Do we no, ask for calls and so, no one calls to, in? You have to solicit for calls, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Why, and why don't we do that? I'm interested. Um, well, okay. Well, we can do it today. We've got a subject today, haven't we? Sure. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, there's an open goal. A, a smaller open goal of a text topic or a phone-in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spurs think they had it tough with goals that were five centimetres too, too yeah. small. What did you... We had to use blank as goals. Oh, for goals. Nice. It's blankety-blank, isn't it? Yes. For goals we had to use... So... so the shoot size five sort of flyaway, beautiful that I used to use. Ninety nine p flyaway. The Lloyd's Bank car park uh, at the end of St Barnabas Road in Cambridge. Okay, and uh, one goal was the metal staircase, which was the fire escape. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, it was a triangle. <laughs> so it was the top right hand corner, and there was no top left hand corner. That was just oh. that was just the that, that was, was the, the goal. Stairs. And at the other end was just the edge of the car park and. One, not a wheelie bin, like an old school round bin. Okay, yeah. That was one. And then we moved to the churchyard and we used a bike shed, which was, it was a it was a bit square. It was a bit more of a hockey goal yeah, than a football goal. but a nice size. But it was a really good, football, it was a really good size for tipping it over the bar. Football in hockey goals is a, that's a beautiful size goal, isn't it? Because it's good for the goalies as well. Everyone, they should just make that the goal size. Do you think? Hockey well, goals. Someone has been in touch to say, Yes, yeah, this is from uh, Tree Boy, who said, once played a school match on a hockey pitch and goals can confirm the sound of the ball slapping the backboard is not <laughs> as satisfying no. as the rippling of the net. On the village green where I grew up, we yeah. uh, they were the people who lived round the green got fed up with people playing football on the green and, yeah. and balls going in the gardens. Of course, and, oh, yeah. you know, can we have our ball back? Can we have all our ball that back, sort please? Of stuff. So they we got, had, they got the council to yeah. plant trees right. on on the village green so that we couldn't play football anymore that's outrageous but, but they planted them yeah. to one end oh brilliant a beautiful <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful length apart and to the other end <laughs> perfect goals it was perfect 
by the Lloyds Bank car park, and obviously, if you were the if you lived next to the car park and the ball kept going mm. in, it yeah. would be annoying. But he was the absolute spitting image of Dirty Den. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, it was having to go and ask Dirty Den yeah. if we could have our ball back, please. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd like. Who was that person? I mean, I'd definitely do that. So we'll we'll oh, do yeah. what you used instead of goalposts. Lovely. Um, that's a really nice one, isn't it? Eight ten eighty nine. Oh eight seven one seven double. Used to play five aside in a church hall waiting around for something else to start yeah and uh we i will admit we used the altar as a goal <laughs> is that allowed um i'm i don't know i'm not an expert i don't know, I don't know if that's allowed I'm, I'm, if that's allowed I'm no we did used to do it um uh, uh, jim says when i wasn't fussed about playing in the playground my mate was in goal i'd often stand on the goal line chatting to him and act as a post yeah joey says <laughs> i used my two kid sisters for goal posts oh yeah uh, marty says in in the school playground we had two different size goals at each end one end we used two fence posts the mm. other we used the larger gap between pillars for the shelter the shelter was uphill Okay. Uh, though, so I guess it was fair. Um, so yeah, keep those coming, please. Eight, ten, ten. And if there was a, if there was just somebody who you had to ask for the ball back. Oh yeah. There was just every time who was it? Can I have a ball back, please? You know, this one. He was a the dirty den man. Was a sort of I'll put a knife in the shoot size file. Was he? Yeah, yeah. No, it was we, like, had, we had a sort of Mr. Grumpy guy on yeah. the corner of the village green, yeah. and um, I had to get me dad once to come. I got a new mitre delta for me tenth uh, oh, or eleventh. Birthday, and I had to get me dad to come up and get me brand new Mitre Delta from him, and he oh, did come and do it. Oh, really? Um, we should say well done to Bayern Munich. They won the Super Cup, didn't they? Um, uh, they one of the the assist from Lewandowski for Goretzka's goal was just so beautiful. And they had another goal that was offside. Yeah. But they base they're just toying with the goalkeeper, just like, oh, I'll put it. No, you put it in. No, I'll put it in. But so you know, Manuel Neuer made two massive saves in that. You watched the Liverpool game. I last did. Night, I loved it. I absolutely loved it as well. I thought you know Lincoln kept their shape. They kept playing out from the back. You know, they kept doing what they were trying to do but Liverpool were a lot better at it than them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot but It was like, you're still doing it. You're still trying to play out from the back. And uh, Clayton Jones looked great, absolutely great. And Curtis Jones. Curtis yeah, Jones, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Curtis Jones yeah, looked absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, it was just... They just... They're just so good at that style. Great to see Shakiri as well. Beautiful free kick right at the start there. Lovely finish from Origi at the end. Got his goal. I, uh, I mean, the calves of uh, of Shakiri, which mm. is a great, it's a great band. <laughs> but also, they're just so, they're just so stunningly huge. Um, you should also, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, check out Bertrand Traore's goal for Aston Villa. I've often said the greatest skill in football is a side foot pass, and he scores with like a side foot volley. Okay. It's so calm, yeah. And it's just you know he's sort of right on the right hand side, and he volleys it into the left hand corner, and it's absolutely beautiful. It is. It's sort of. It was poetic. That's what it was. A huge lack of cup shocks. Yeah. In the Carabao Cup, none. Do you think that's to do with no fans, Max? Just the way the draw was, I think, as well. Old Thortonians say there was a school called Frobellion back in the late 90s who used traffic cones for actual proper games. Our chairman says he rasps one onto the into the top corner only for the ref to have adjudged no goal, oh. fuming. Posh school too. Surely had cash for some goal, goal, uh, goal posts. Um, I mean, my son plays now. He plays under 14s now. Yeah. And, of course, they have different size goals as they go up. Yeah. Whereas when I was playing as a kid, Seven everyone, full-size pitch, 
full seven. size goals. No one could get the. If you had a goalie get a goal kick out of the box, it was great. Johnny Nicholson, uh, obviously great writer, said we once used a copy of Eric Clapton's "No Reason to Cry," and there's one in every crowd. Vinyl wedged upright in the ground as goalposts. Some might wow. say they were more suited for that purpose than for playing on a turntable. Oh. Keep those coming, please. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Matt says the man whose garden that backed onto mum and dad's when I and my my two brothers were kids was otherwise known as the old fart on account of him never throwing back the various footballs quick hit and tennis balls we reckon he had a black market business in them yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Well, like um, a dog yeah good good for dogs old tennis balls so yeah we just use them for that possible maybe he was a lovely man um anyway keep those coming please 8 10, 89. now uh sunday is get outside day national get outside day let's talk to you and thomas about it how are you you and Hi guys, listen, it's not aggressive, it's not get out. <laughs> get outside! <laughs> we're not encouraging violence, we're encouraging people to get out and enjoy the fresh air. Lovely. I think, jokes aside, I think we all know during lockdown it's been pretty stressful for all of us and there's nothing better than getting out and going for a walk, going for a jog, whatever you want to do. But I, for one, I know if I'm feeling a bit anxious or having a bit of a stressful day, I never come back from a run feeling worse than when I set off. So that's what we're trying to say. Do a bit of exercise and take in some fresh air and feel good. It's really, it is vitally important, right? And, and, and the, the, almost the people need, who need, perhaps need it most, the people that don't do it at all, because the first run or the first cycle ride or the first walk even is the hardest one to do. Definitely. As you know, sometimes it's even just putting your shoes on and opening the front door and taking that leap of faith and getting out because... There's many a time I can't be bothered to go for a run, but when I come back, I'm so grateful I did it because I feel so much better for doing it. And I think some people are almost threatened by getting outdoors. They think, oh, no, I'm not really fit. I can't go for a run. But we're not saying you've got to go for a run. Just go for a walk. Go out with the kids. Walk the dog. Put some fresh air. I think when you're cooped up inside, that's when you start to overthink. That's when you overanalyze, and that's when you watch too much news. I'm not saying don't watch the news. We've got to be aware of what's going on. But what I'm saying is get out there have some exercise, do some fresh air, maybe find a new route that's on your doorstep you don't even know it's there. Yeah. And just, just enjoy that fresh air, really. You know, it's, it's good to go out unplugged as well, isn't it? Don't take your phone, don't take any of your devices, perhaps turn left when you normally turn right. You know, just get outside. Well, you know what it's like, Charlie. You, you, you've got youngsters. It, it, you, you imagine rewind the clock until when we were kids. Maybe it was slightly different, but I used to love going out exploring on my BMX bike yeah. or playing football with my mates and just going out there and just going for little adventures. And I think sometimes kids nowadays don't have that luxury of being able to just go, I'll see you later, Mum, see you later, Dad, I'll be back tonight. But, you know, take your kids to the park, play, you know, some treasure hunt games with them, whatever it might be. Go, go explore and have a bit of an adventure and relive your youth a little bit. I like, nice. the, I like the... We, obviously, a lot of surveys are done like this, but this is... The Ordnance Survey have done this, and they've figured out that we walk almost 75,000 miles in our lifetime. Oof. That's an, I was quite interested by that statistic. Ben on sport had a guess and said 10 million miles. Yeah. It's a very active the, man. The proclaimers would walk a lot further <laughs> than that. that. That is absolutely true, isn't it? <laughs> Um, you were, can we talk about can we talk about Southampton? Um, you're obviously a big Southampton do, do, do fan. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing all right. That's they're doing good. Right. That Spurs game was weird, wasn't it? Because for 44 minutes, you were by a long way the better side. Yeah, listen, I'm taking I'm taking heart from last year that we had such a horrendous 
start of the season. Maybe we need another 9 mil of Leicester to give us a rocket up the backside and we'll turn things around. But no, we haven't got off to the best of starts, but I'm, I'm not at all concerned. I think you know, it's a time, obviously, you know, we're not, we're not in the stadium watching and so forth, but I think Southampton will be all right. I think, I think we'll keep hold of Danny Ings, he'll stay and we'll have a cracking season. Yeah, the, form, the form of Danny Ings is very, very um, important to the club, isn't it? It is, it is. And actually, talking about getting outside, I saw him several times during lockdown, actually, running around a local park, because we we're actually from the same village originally. Yeah. So I saw him out keeping fit. And, you know, it is important we keep him healthy, we keep him firing, as we saw last season. And, you know, hopefully, I think Southampton will, will be all right. It's definitely been a bit of a strange, rocky start to the season. But I think we're away to Burnley next. Hopefully, we'll get three points there and, and we'll move forward. Who would win in a 400-metre race? Tomorrow between you and Danny Ings. What a lovely question. Um, that was, I would lo- I would pay to see that myself, but I, I'd have to say it would be young Danny Ings mm. would definitely beat me over four. I, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, of course he would, wouldn't he? You're in, good, you're in good shape, Ewan. You're in good know. shape. I think 400 metres are very hard. It's a hard distance. You know, I'm not just saying because you're here. It's a hard distance yeah. to run. He wouldn't pace himself. He'd go yeah. too quick, and I think you'd That's catch him on the thing. back straight. That's the thing. I think the only way I could beat him is if he tears his hamstring or goes off too quickly. Yeah. Maybe I'll be the old man just coming slowly and just reeling in. You, I don't know, but that, that, I'd love to see that someday. Maybe. You'd be in all sorts of trouble with Southampton fans and football fans generally if you raced Danny Ings and he did his hamstring yeah, and was yeah. out for the season. Yeah. I think I'd be in more trouble than him. I think I'd be a wanted <laughs> man in Southampton. So, yeah, let, let's leave that to the imagination. But But, no. If you were going to get, if you were going to get outside in uh, Southampton, Ewan, where where would you, where's a good place to go? <laughs> good question. Well, honestly, there's so many places I've discovered. Simply, I've been to os.uk forward slash get outside. Get outside. Well done. I was waiting for that to come in. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm a professional. You, knew I'd get it in. you can go on there and you can see all the different routes you can do. But literally, during lockdown, I found so many different places in the New Forest. There's a place called Butzer Hill, not far from me, oh, and that is. I go, I go running up and down that from time to time. But I like to hurt myself, even though I'm old and retired. I still like to push the body. So yeah, I'll definitely be getting outside on Sunday and finding a very, very tasty route. Uh, thanks for coming on, Cheers, Ewan. Ewan. Pleasure. Good man, get Ewan Thomas. There and and uh, yes, everybody get outside on Sunday. Yes. But uh, I think you make a really good point, Charlie, about Just leaving your first week. Well done. It's taken uh, what's <laughs> that? Year? Twelve, thirteen hours, thirteen <laughs> hours, forty minutes. Um, no, twelve hours, forty minutes. The uh, just to keep your phone, just to just occasionally yeah. not have it on you, because once it's on you, you check it. I've deleted Twitter from my phone. Good, thank goodness that for that. Cha- it's changed my life. I'll tell you what, as well, it's good to. Everyone, everyone plugs in now for a run or for because yeah. you can, you know, yeah. you can go look. This is how far I run and yeah. how fast. Yeah. It's nice just to go out, just oh, a- f- analog. My now and again, my friends did that on one of those apps which says, you know, I did five k in twenty two minutes. Or oh yeah. And so I was, I, pl- I downloaded the app, right, and I pressed go, and then I ran, and I rolled my ankle after like fifty yards, and it was such a sad little line. Oh, just, just, <laughs> just like uh, everyone else has got these wild <laughs> loops around the countryside, and I'm just going. It was a great shame. Alan Ashley says, love the show. Thanks. Oh, Listening in nice. New Jersey in the United States. Hey, yeah. I made goals out of elephant dung in Botswana <sighs> with a local village team. Fantastic. Flower for lines and the local puff adder meant a ball in the bush was game over. Oh, dear. Yeah, that is, that that is, is no risky, good. Don't no go get the ball. A ball in the bush is often game over. Neil says, we had a tree at one end and a jumper 
coat and or bike at the other. Upturned bike's quite popular for goalposts. It's popular, but dangerous at the same time. A cog in the face. Absolutely, yeah. The height was determined by nothing other than the keeper's ability to stretch, though. So, in theory, the shorter the keeper, the lower the imaginary crossbar. Over. That's over. absolutely. Um, Hi, guys. We used to play on a green with a rusty goal at one end and two trees at the other. The trees were slightly further apart. Uh And this was the same green where a certain Jamie O'Hara played. Maybe this is why he didn't find the net very often for Spurs, says Paul, a Spurs fan. Um, keep him coming, please. Oh, this is from Joe. Uh, Hi, Max. As a teenager who just passed my driving test, I would pick my mate up and would go to a multi-storey car park behind a cinema. We'd go to about level five, so it still had a ceiling. The ball doesn't get lost, so it could get hit as hard as we oh, wanted. that's nice. Except my car boot would sometimes, and the windows rolled down, would be the goal. Mm. Wow, more dense than goals on the car. I like that's, that. That's, that's great, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sports. So I've uh, uh, looked at the papers, Charlie. Have you done oh, that? Oh, yeah, too? yeah. Great, good for Always. you. Well, do you want to know what the top 20 things in life are? Do you want to have a guess at anything that's in the top? This is a, a survey. I think it's been done <clears throat> uh, sort of to help something about the NHS, which is yeah. a good thing, obviously. Uh, uh, they come in at three, the NHS. Okay. Uh, in the top 20 of the best things Best in things in life. life are free, Max, of yeah. course. Okay. Uh, now that I've discovered what you mean to me, to yeah. quote Janet Jackson. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to say a smile. A smile okay. from your child. Um, mm, no? Happy home. Happy home. There we are. What's that? Happy home, family time and faithful partner Is that one. One. There we go. That was good, wasn't it? A smile. I've got that right. Good um, health, two. Um, the NHS, three. If you a get lock-in. four... Four. A lock-in in the pub. No. Nope. Is that one? Number four is Wi-Fi at home. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Who's this sponsored by? <laughs> I this, don't know. This. Number five, belly laughing with family and friends. Oh, lovely, Trustworthy yeah. friends at six. Your parents at seven. A nice home with a garden at eight. Your parents at seven. <laughs> Ten, social media challen- channels. No, that's not. Twelve, online happy, shopping. Is it? Thirteen is Netflix. And 14, your mobile phone. Just one above good manners. These are a lot of these are Netflix, Wi-Fi, yeah. mobile phone. Who sponsored this? 20 in the best things in life. Now, this is official. FaceTime. I mean, that oh, is a lie, is no isn't it? Good. Someone gets me on the bloody Zoom meeting. No. no. Someone's, someone's obviously never had fish and chips from Jackson's. <laughs> in Newton Abbott. There's a lot of things they have never done, yeah. this person. Hey, just three trips were taken on the Royal Train last year. Oh, How right. much, Max? Excuse me? Oh, what, oh what, it's got its own train? Three trips. The yeah. Royal Train okay. last year. Where does it go from and to? Can it go anywhere? Uh, uh, the the, the Queen and the Prince of Wales. Yeah. They've got the Charles used it to travel... From Gloucestershire okay. to Carlisle. Right, okay. Gloucestershire to Carlisle. It's quite peak long, time, really. so that yeah. probably adds... <laughs> That's true. Did he buy it on At the day? Peak. And he bought did it he, on the day. Did he go by and the he, train he, had no, he forgot his rail card. Okay, so yeah, yeah, okay. Tr- the Queen travelled uh, London to Edinburgh. Okay. I don't know if during the festival or not, because... That is more oh, expensive then as well. Bump up the prices. Yeah. I hope one of them was just yeah. uh, Waterloo to Wandsworth Town. <laughs> get the whole train out for five minutes. Yeah, or they decided to stay in the pub a bit longer and get the train home um, rather um, than drive. Um, I'm going to say that costs the uh, taxpayer £25,000. £63,000, Max, oh. and I'll let you decide how I feel about that. OK. Um, well, do you want to talk about a teapot? Why not? Always. Okay. I once got called, once got called a, uh, after a particularly bad Edinburgh gig. Yeah. I, I did not come here to watch some Devonshire teapot. <laughs> 
teapot's going. I remember I was nice, talking uh, about uh, things, inanimate objects we were compared to. One of my first ever talk sports shows, Eric in Belfast, said, said, I don't know who you are, mate, but you have the personality of a breeze block. I'd rather be a teapot than a breeze block. I love that uh, song from the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of, I would rather be a teapot than a breeze block. <laughs> It was a music hall Lovely, classic, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wilton's, Everybody! Uh, Wilton's music hall. <laughs> I remember when we used to, we all sit around the piano. singing it. Around the piano. Be lovely. <laughs> a rare Chinese teapot that languished in a loft and then a garage for years has sold for over. What's the guess, please, Charlie? It's four and a half thousand pounds. Half a million oh pounds. Oh, my goodness, really? Actually, yeah, they've added a naught on. It says five million. I think they mean 500,000 pounds. The owner's grandfather bought the 15-centimetre wine ewer back from the Far East where he served in the Second World War. There we are. And he's kept um, it in the loft? Yeah. What's in your, have you got a loft, Max? You ain't got a loft? No. Nah. Probably live vendor, in, actually, um, you probably live in a loft. I do live That's in a loft. That's the sort of, of person I you do. are. I said, the vendor said, I always thought the teapot, which is what I've always called it, was special. He's always called the, he's always the called, teapot. He's always called the teapot the teapot. Top five albums of all time, Max. Do you want to go at these? Um, okay. It's the new Rolling Stone list. Oh, okay. The top five albums of all time ever. Yeah. Greatest hits. <laughs> now, <One. laughs> now 12. <laughs> Driving anthems, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, five. Uh, Abbey Road by the Beatles. Okay, yeah. Not that bothered about the Beatles, if I'm honest. Okay. Uh, four Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. That's a good album, isn't okay. it? That's okay. a really great album. Mm-hmm. Three. Blue by Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Not even Joni Mitchell's best album. Right. Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Beautiful. Saw them live once. Do that. Yeah. And number one. What's Going On? By Marvin Gaye. Okay. Great, great album. Do you want to know what happiness is? Is it um, Wi-Fi, <laughs> Netflix? <laughs> no, no, this isn't, this isn't a survey. This is just Des who's texted in the okay. Daily Star. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, he's got happiness and sadness. Um, happiness is finding that last licorice all sort in what you thought was an empty bag. Mm. But it'll be one of those just licorice ones. Oh, Which you right. really want. I don't agree with that. But Sadness yeah. is dropping your van keys down the portaloo. Oh, yeah, that's a nice reason your keys. They are the good. two. They're the two extremes of life, right there. Pulling out a receipt, and it's a fiver. Oh, that's always a good Not one. Not as good it? as a last licorice or something. Nah, okay. And I can't think of anything sadder in life than dropping my van keys down a portaloo. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Ben Jacobs on TalkSport, Max Rush and Charlie Baker with you till four. Then it's Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent on Drive. Uh, that is Todd Seen them walking around, Max, well. ready to do their show, aren't they? Working the room. Oh, just walking around, planning the show, walking and talking like people do. We really know what they're on yeah, about. We need to do more of that. You think? We? Yeah, we just I think sit so. down. We just sit there staring at each other. <laughs> is this it? What anyway. can you come up with today? Right, Todd Macklin uh, will take us through what's happening in American sports. Hey, Todd, Great. how are you? Max, Charlie, how you guys doing? Yeah, good, Todd. Nice to speak to you. Better than most of the NFL coaches who've been fined for not wearing masks. Yeah, and uh, I I applaud the NFL. And listen, the NFL has missed the ball on a lot of social issues, but I do give them credit for handing out fines of over uh, a million dollars to a select group of head coaches who weren't wearing their mask on the sideline. So Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, John Gruden, uh, we're all fined by the NFL. I mean, Sean Payton and John Gruden both tested positive for COVID-19. So for them not to do it, uh, it, it it's kind of mind-boggling. I mean, they know how bad it can be. Uh, so, I, I, again, I, I, I think the NFL has got to send the message that, hey, we're no different than anyone else. It's, you know, we're either getting the second wave or kind of the extension of the first wave, but cases are, are up. Uh, significantly, uh, not just in North America, across the world. So, look, listen, the rule is you got to wear your mask, and when you don't, you get fined. So mm. uh, these guys got the fines, and, and good on the league for doing it. Are, are they not wearing the mask because, you know, it's a, a civil liberties complaint, or is it because they say they can't do their jobs? Well, they're they're saying it because it's it's uncomfortable because they're talking so much, right? Like, you know, they're calling plays, whether it's for offense or defense, so... They're talking so much. And, and John Gruden, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, said, hey, listen, I'm talking so much, it's just very uncomfortable. Oh, guys, it's nothing, nothing near how uncomfortable it is if you have, if you get it and you get it severely. Sure. So, listen, you're just going to have to deal with it, deal with being uncomfortable for, and, and, and just find a better way to communicate then if it's such a problem for you. Uh, how's the season started? You know what? It, it's it's been pretty good because remember there there were no preseason games and usually uh, they play you know anywhere from two to four preseason games to kind of get ready for the season. They didn't have that this year, uh, and the and the quality of games has actually been pretty good. And you know you look ahead to this season to, to this weekend. You've already got kind of three really great matchups. You got Green Bay and New Orleans on Sunday night. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against Drew Brees, two of the best quarterbacks in the games, although there's a lot of talk about Drew Brees, the New Orleans quarterback, has kind of lost a step or or lost a step on his throws. So he's denied it, and, and I guess we'll get a pretty another good indication on Sunday night. And you got Kansas City, the Super Bowl champs from last week, from last year, excuse me, against Baltimore. You know, those two are two of the best teams in the league, but they're going to have to go through the other to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC. So that's going to be on Monday night. So... The thing about the NFL, 
you've already you've always got great games. You know, you've always got what three or four great games every week, and it's it's one of the reasons the league stands out so much. Now, when I was six, Todd, uh, some Americans walked into my house. I think my parents knew them, and they gave me a Cleveland Browns hat. And for that reason, I'm a Cleveland Browns <laughs> okay. fan. And Cleveland Browns are potentially one of the worst teams in, across all sports uh, in the history of well, sport. Brown. And their kit is ugly, and their stadium, people have to stand at it. And they had a quarterback called Bernie Kosar who could only throw it about 15 yards. Like, like They had so many things. When, when can I have hope as a Browns fan, Todd? Um, you know what? I, I, I would have hope as a, as a Browns fan, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, listen, they're one and one this year, which they've only played two games. So let's not get too excited, okay. but I do think there's hope with this team. I do think this team is going in the right direction. Yeah. And as you said, it's been decades of misery with this franchise, mm. but I do think it's headed in the right direction. It's a tough division they're in with Baltimore and Pittsburgh, two of the perennial greats. So you kind of have to get through them, which is which is not easy. But Cleveland is a lot better position now than they were any of the the last twenty to thirty years. So in NBA, the LA Lakers have moved to within one of the uh, NBA Finals when they beat the Denver Nuggets. That's about as much as I know because it's written in front of me. <laughs> well, listen, the Denver Nuggets are down three games to one, but they have the Lakers exactly where they want them. And you're probably wondering, what, what do you? that can't be possible. But it is. The last two series, guys, in the postseason, the Denver Nuggets were down three games to one in both those series and came back to win both those series, won the last three games in each of the series. So down three games to one against the Lakers. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. This is the Lakers. This is LeBron James and Anthony oh, Davis. Yeah. LeBron just sees it like this is such a great opportunity for him to win a championship. He'd win a championship with three different teams, Miami, Cleveland, and the Lakers, if he can win it and get to, the, you know, if, he, if they can beat the Nuggets and get to the final. So it's going to be real tough for Denver to do it, not writing them off. But I, I like LeBron's chances to win one of the next three games and get to that NBA finals. And in the East, the Miami Heat, they're kind of the surprise story. Uh, in the East, they're three games to one up against the Boston Celtics. So if they get there and the Lakers got there, you got this great rivalry because, of course, LeBron won his first two championships in Miami. So you'd have the Lakers in Miami uh, in the final, which is just a great storyline. Todd, could you tell me, please, about Curly, the curling robot? <laughs> yeah, apparently a robot. You, you remember they had that that robot that played chess, right? That I think it beat the Deep Blue. Was Gary it Deep Kasparov. Blue or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Deep Blue, yeah, very good. Thank you. Uh, in, in chess, and I guess curling is chess on ice, right? It's kind of the, the next extension of, of chess. So they've developed this robot. Uh, it's curled against, uh, you know, the two national teams in, in Korea, mm -hmm. the men's and women's team. Uh, I guess it's beaten, you know, those teams three out of four times or something like that. So, yes, this, uh, this curling machine can beat live curlers. Uh, the only thing with curling is, you, you know, the, the roots of the game are in drinking as well. It's a very social mm. game. So can Curly the robot drink as well as humans? Yeah. And if it can do that, then it's a full-fledged curler. It's and I'll slippery, give it that designation. It's a slippery slope. It's, it's, it's literally a slippery slope. <laughs> I apologize. You can't I've, play, I've been with Charlie for a week. Play curling on anything but. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, finally, uh, the Colts linebacker, uh, Darius Leonard, giving away his wedding ring. We've all done it. By accident, you got to preface it by <laughs> okay, accident. Okay. So, listen, 
you know, it, he was giving away his gloves, which fans at games, there's only kind of certain souvenirs. Players can't give them their helmets. I mean, they've given cleats at times. But he gave his gloves to a fan just to kind of say thank you. But he left his wedding ring in it. So he wears his wedding ring as he plays, oh. took off the gloves, wedding ring slipped off, gave it to the fan, didn't realize, didn't have the wedding ring on until after the game, after he had showered after the game. But a good-natured fan, the fan right away realized it, kept the ring, contacted Darius Leonard's wife and says, hey, I got the ring, no problem, you'll get the ring, the wing, the ring back, excuse me. Uh, and Darius Leonard says, listen, I, I appreciate what the fan did. So they get the gloves and he's going to give them something else, a jersey or something Ooh. else. So it, it pays to be honest. It pays yeah. to be honest. It's, a, it's a really rings. great excuse to add to the list. It's really good. <laughs> I took my gloves off. <laughs> Absolutely. And the wedding ring just someone. fell right <laughs> off. Exactly. Uh, Todd, thanks for your time as always. <laughs> See you, boys. Cheers, uh, Todd. Todd Macklin will be back next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Alistair Cook's got a century for Essex in the Bob Willis Trophy final. I just presumed he'd retired from all no, cricket. No, no, no. He's a part, part-time farmer, yeah. full-time cricketer. Oh, well done, Alistair Cook. Anyway, that music is Martin <coughs> Kellner's music, and he has watched every single thing on TV this week. He's going to tell us all about it. Martin, how are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad. You boys are all right? Yeah, very yeah, good. You're sort of good, a Martin. delay as if you're sort of a foreign Hello. correspondent in, you know, Ooh. we're crossing 3,000 miles. Delay. Yeah, aren't we? So, I, well, 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 I'll say over and then you can start and then we just do it like that. What, what's the first thing you're going to bring us, Martin? Over. Over. The... <laughs> which is a bit of a sort of cobbled together uh, documentary. Uh, this is an amazing delay. Uh, a bit of a sort of cobbled together documentary on Sky, but very entertaining. I mean, we all saw uh, Leeds' return to the Premier League, lots of references to the 16 years of Hurt, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, and this is a documentary just going through the whole 16... 16- should we try, Martin? Try I mean, it won't hear, you won't hear this. It's you, about 10 minutes' time you'll hear this. 10 minutes' time, Martin will hear that. We're going to try and get him back on a line that maybe it's less than three what hours. What's the name of the programme he was talking about? All I got heard was... The, you might have, <laughs> yeah, no, that is the show. That it's an show. interesting name. Yeah. He was talking about the uh, the fall and rise of oh, Leeds yeah. United. Um, 16 years is, of hurt. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I picked um, up. Uh, do you want us some... Uh, while we wait for uh, Martin Kellner, do you want uh, some bad news for soap opera? from oh, the Salford Rocket texting the Daily Star. You know, they ended all the comedies. Yeah. I think it's time to furlough the soap operas until the social distancing is over because the storylines and acting, if you can call it acting, is so absurdly bad, it's ridiculous. Why are people so cross? I don't know Max. why people are so cross. So angry about the telly. There's, there's no need it's to be It's not real crossing. life, is it? You can just t- <laughs> turn it over. You don't like it. Yeah. Do you know I was in um, EastEnders, Max? Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. That was five oh. episodes. Oh, really? Who were you? Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds. Bring back remember. Tim Reynolds. Yeah, what, uh, what did Tim Reynolds do? Oh, not a lot, to be honest. That's why I was only in five episodes. <laughs> he must have done something. <laughs> you um, I about? came back. I was uh, Ronnie's... I was a, a, a long-lost friend of Ronnie's, played mm-hmm. by his brilliant Samantha Janus. Okay. And I tried to kiss her. Embarrassingly, couldn't kiss her. That was oh, off. Oh, no. That was, that was in part of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, did you yeah. get killed? Didn't get killed, oh, no. Right, so you're still Didn't alive. get still alive and not taken away in a black taxi, which is normally the reason. Oh, maybe you weren't yeah. maybe you weren't important enough. Uh, I wasn't. Just... I mean you really wouldn't but remember. Did anyone me being go on it. where's what was the name again? Tim Reynolds. Did anyone go where's Tim no. in the episode? No, you bring just back, disappeared. Bring back Tim Reynolds, the campaign oh. starts now. Oh, there we are. 
Um, we got Martin. Uh, uh, Tommy says, "Afternoon, fellas. I was forever kicking my ball into next door's, gar- next door's garden and asking for it back. I remember one time I had to ask for it back. My neighbour sighed and told me she was getting fed up with the whole thing, and this oh. would be the last time she threw it back over. And no sooner had she gone back in and shut the door that I spooned it straight over the fence from whence it came. I didn't bother asking again, Tommy. Perhaps the Premier League should have they should have one ball, and if it goes out, that's it." It's what, over. Premier League. Premier League. <laughs> uh, Martin is back on the telephone. Hey, Martin. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, old school, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's gone wrong with my internet? I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, it's telling me that it's not working. So uh, I've got to accept that, really, which is a bit of a pain in the backside. But there you go. No, it's um, life. Yeah, not as bad as Leeds United, though. 16 years of hurt. We heard all about that. And uh, obviously watching Leeds United on the TV against Fulham last weekend and how upset the whole country must have been when those much-loved uh, Leeds United fans weren't able to uh, watch uh, Leeds' return. But the uh, the documentary I watched, The Fall and Rise of Leeds United on uh, on Sky, um, and I, I, basically it started with Paul Robinson walking out of the players' tunnel, uh, looking back to May the 2nd, 2001, which was when Leeds United played Valencia in the semi-final of the Champions League. Uh, and he starts his intro to the says, bright young stars managed by a bright young manager. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and it cuts immediately to a shot of Peter Ridsdale, the chairman. I thought, a little bit harsh. Yeah. Just a, a tiny tad harsh. But it went through the whole, you know, the whole saga. You, you often find teams like Leeds are called slumbering giants, you know, sleep giant. Mm. There was no sleeping going on. They were hyperactive. Changing managers at just at a phenomenal rate. And I bet I can mention four managers, four people who managed Leeds that you can't even remember managing Leeds. Okay, go on, go on. Okay. Paul Heckingbottom. Oh gosh. Thomas Christensen. You know. No. Uwe Rosler. Anybody oh, remember that, Uwe that, Rosler yeah, managing he was Brentford, Leeds? He was Brentford manager and Rosler then he was, go to Leeds. Brentford and then to Leeds, okay. wasn't it? I think, yeah. That, that's right. That's well, you know, good knowledge, but Darko Milanic, do you remember him managing Leeds? Mm-hmm. Very, very... There's something at the back of my mind when I open the file of Leeds managers. And just yeah. Dave Hockaday is all that for, comes in. Yeah, he was there for 32 days, nearly as long as Brian Clough. And then uh, David Hockaday, yeah. who was plucked from Forest Green Rovers. Uh, didn't last really long enough for, for the uh, fans to work out a version of Ooh Wacka Doo Wacka Day uh, <laughs> to the name of David Hockaday. So, you know, I mean, I'd forgotten half these. It was unbelievable. The managers and the you know, changes in ownership and everything that went on. Uh, but you had to um, applaud uh, Kevin Blackwell because what's, what's often forgotten is that Kevin Blackwell, well, he managed Leeds uh, when they'd slipped down to the championship and nearly, nearly got into the final of the playoffs and nearly took them back into the uh, Premier League, you know, 15 years or 14 years before uh, Bielsa. And he was very amusing because basically it was when the fire sale was going on, obviously uh, Peter Ridsdale had overspent and there was all those problems. So it's all a bit of a fire sale going on. And Kevin Blackwell uh, said that, you know, it was his job to try and stabilise. And he said the the first day of pre-season training, it showed it all. There was a group of players who were just about to leave. You know, basically any player that was worth anything (laughs) was going. And he said, 
Some of them were actually there talking to people about leaving. The others were in the car park waiting for phone calls. So he said, you've got Mark Viduka, Alan Smith, all the team. They're there in their Bentleys and Porsches. And then I had another group coming up. And these were the players he had to work with. And they were in Ford Focuses and everything. <laughs> and he said, you know, it was absolutely indicative of where we'd been and where we were going. And he said, you know, just the car park said it all. Um, but he talked about the fact that, um, you know, despite all that, you know, and, and uh, massive respect to uh, Kevin Blackwell, despite all that, they got to the playoff final. So, all right, they were beaten by uh, Watford 3-0 in that. But he says he, his feelings was frustrated, you know, because he got that close. And he said, I could have been Bielsa. I could have been the man that takes Leeds back to the Premier League. And the man who took Leeds back to the Premier League was always going to be a god. And then he said... Well, I'm not saying I want to be a god. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, I'd follow any cult that Kevin Blackwell was in charge <laughs> of. Be an interesting religion, wouldn't I? I would. I'd, I'm with you, Martin. I will. Yeah. I will be the second follower of the Kevin Blackwell religion. The Church Charlie, of Blackwell. The ch are you the third? I'm not in. You're not in. Okay, not in. <laughs> two of us. Eight ten eighty nine. If anyone else wants to join the Church of Blackwell, um, uh, what else have you been watching, Martin? Uh, I watched uh, Scotland's game. Uh, I've started watching a fair amount of uh, Scottish TV um, oh. simply because I read somewhere that BBC. BBC Scotland has a budget twice the size of BBC One. I mean, the Scottish football, in the same way that Leeds United, whatever you think about it, whoever you support, uh, is a, just an amazing story. I mean, it's in human nature, isn't it? A story of where things have gone <laughs> contrastically wrong is always more interesting than, you know, uh, a story of... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, nothing but human kindness and niceness and all that. Uh, and, of course, in Scotland, uh, there is always conflict. I'll tell you how it starts. The uh, narrator at the start says, 30 years of social change, self-delusion, greed, risk, blind ambition and political intrigue. And I thought, well, that sums up Scottish football. <laughs> you know, um, not that anybody would ever use the word self-delusion in connection with Scottish football. But basically, it covered the, the years when... Basically, it started really with Graham Souness uh, arriving at, uh, at Rangers. Uh, and, of course, his famous quote, I play for money, and then he brought in... Obviously, a key story was bringing in Mo Johnson, hmm. um, a Catholic, playing for, for Rangers, which sort of went against the grain a bit for uh, Scottish football. But also, with, or just for Rangers, certainly, uh, but also with Scottish football, the period covered um, where uh, a lot of money came into the game was when uh, English clubs were banned from uh, Europe. So if you wanted to you know, test yourself in, the, in European league, in European football, you had to go up to Scotland. And uh, Terry Butcher went up there, great, and he, you know, he's interviewed on the programme, great success uh, with Rangers. Um, but he, do, he does say, um, the problem is you do get sucked up in it. So you get sucked up in the atmosphere. He said, I had to step back a bit. And he decides he had to step back a bit when he started singing sectarian songs in the, uh, in the dressing room. And he, you know, he caught himself um, singing these songs about, uh, you know, about civil war and God knows what. But there was also the, um, the interesting story of Hibs and Hearts. I don't know whether you ever remember that, but there was a, a guy called David Duff mm -hmm. who uh, later got into a certain amount of trouble with the law who wanted to merge Hibs and Hearts. Oh, wow, that sounds, <laughs> like, oh, yes. no, sounds a good idea. That's not... Concept. <laughs> uh, and also launched uh, some adverts trying to get Hibs 
uh, fans to uh, buy shares in the club. Uh, and it said, you know, the most important people at Hibs are you, the fans. And then they show a picture of what is purported to be a Hibs fan, and it's a guy in a fat suit. Amazing advert. Hey, listen, Martin, we have to leave it there. I hope you get your, your, hope you get your line fixed before you're showed. When, yeah, when are your shows on? Uh, my show's on at 1 a.m. till 5 a.m. Prime time in Kuala Lumpur. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't want to disappoint those people. No, you don't. Doing... And, and if it's got this delay, you'll start at 1 and we'll hear it at 2. I, I look forward to it. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. All uh, right, let's talk to Mike Ward, uh, the Daily Stars t- uh, TV reviewer, about what we should watch uh, as well as all the sports. Oh, How yeah. you doing, Mike? Absolutely, guys. I'm good, thanks. Mike. Great Excellent. news. Uh, now, the uh, the Bake Off, an extra slice. I, I, did, yeah. I did love the Bake Off. Yeah. I saw some people getting slightly annoyed. Uh, that final th- round th- was genius, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, some people think it was a bit gimmicky, but actually... <laughs> really? That, that, honestly, that Freddie Mercury cake so made funny. me weep. The David Bowie no-neck. <laughs> the David Bowie, although technically... That was meant to be Ziggy stuff. I think that was Aladdin Sane. Oh, right, okay. Technically, if you want to be picky. Eight million viewers that got. That's not bad, is it? Did it. That's huge. Do you know, because it just, it's normality, they've managed to sort of present normality at a time when it's, you know, we don't get a lot of that, do we? So. We don't. And, and changing presenters for some shows seems to be quite a big thing. But yeah. Bake Off seems to do it incredibly well. And I don't know if that's just because they, you know, they can pretty much pick who they want. And they get people who get along. You know, Sandy Totswig was brilliant. Yes. You know, and and when she left, you thought, oh, I don't know, but Matt, Matt Lucas just slipped in perfectly. I think it's because the whole package is so brilliantly produced. I mean, you watch it and it rattles along and mm. it's so slick. If you actually did it in real time, it would be boring as hell because mm. watching people bake is, is, is fairly tedious. But nothing, the camera doesn't linger on anyone for more than a few seconds for, you know, for 90 minutes. So anybody who comes along, provided they're sort of, you know, they get it. They they'll slip into the sort of you know the the, the feel of the show quite well. And he was brilliant. And I yeah. thought the little Boris Johnson bit at the start yeah, was, was great. great. And you make a really good point actually. Like I watch this in a sort of with professional jealousy. Basically anything on TV from yeah. Newsnight to X I think oh, I can do that. And yeah. I think that would be all day. And I remember doing the Champions Trophy for Talksport. Mm. The, the thing about a one day cricket match is it takes the whole day and you have to get there before the show starts and before the cricket yeah, starts wow, yeah. and you're still there at five in the whole afternoon day's work, Max. and I was thinking this, I can't do this yeah this be not careful for what you wish for imagine mm. doing test cricket you come back the next day do it again but the extra the extra slice which is on tonight that's great isn't it Joe Brand's brilliant yes, Tom Allen's so on tonight he's always funny and I hope they do reflect on that bit did you see the bit where um, uh, Sura the contestant who, oh, swat, who, who swatted a fly and knocked the book I mean it was fantastic wasn't <laughs> the, it the pineapple upside down cake turned out to be a pineapple right way up cake and then she won <laughs> yes, embarrassing. And look really, really embarrassed, bless her. So, yeah. There we so. are. But it's, I'm always surprised it's so long between the actual show and the extra slice. But I yeah. suppose there's a reason for that. Um, is there? <laughs> yeah, you want it straight afterwards. Like oh, it's yeah. straight after. Oh, you yes. want it a bit like they did with the Apprentice. Yeah, when yeah. Tom, yeah, yeah. So you, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's something to sort of, you know, it spreads it out a bit and gives us something to look forward to. I've got no idea. I'm just making that up. It's just a, a theory. No, mm. no. Anthony says changing presenters for Soccer AM was a big thing, wasn't it? Well, that Ooh. is different. That was a big thing. That was right. huge, wasn't it? Massive. Oh, 8 to 15 with a gory. I seem to remember. swing of that. Yeah, that was a massively <laughs> great Later with Jules Holland on tonight. We're moving on. Later, <laughs> Later with Jules Holland with uh, Michael Kuanuka, who just won the Mercury Music Prize, of course. And, and a brilliant album, which mm. I have to be perfectly honest, I wasn't familiar with until I saw he won it. And then I went, uh, <laughs> I just looked it up and started playing it. And it's actually fantastic. So, you know, it's great to get that sort of recognition. I think he's been up for it twice before it was announced on the one show 
show, which is quite a strange place for the Mercury Prize to be announced. But uh, he's doing a, an actual interview with Jules, who Jules is lovely. He does get a bit sort of down into the you know, deep into the technicalities of putting music together, which mm. I think might turn a few people off. Will but he be I'll playing think... a boogie woogie version of yes. one of the songs? <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. Will there <laughs> be? Will he have Ladysmith, Black Mambazo, someone playing some old pots and pans? Yeah. And a Gilson punk band on. And uh, turns <laughs> Yeah. Did, did, uh, when did they you announced know. it on the one show, did they do it in a slightly better way than they do the FA Cup third round draw? I mean, it makes all football fans <laughs> everybody die, all the con- die inside. All the contenders were wearing their favourite oh, kit. Oh, and they had to shake hands. And then they today. shook hands oh, at the oh, end oh, and hugged. Oh, no, they didn't do anything. Oh, Laura Marling shaking hands with the jazz entrant. Oh, no. Yeah. Just, just let the FA Cup third round draw go back to Trying too hard, guys. Croker and a velvet bag. <laughs> uh, talk about the gadget show. Mm still there the gadget show yeah the gadget show i mean the gadget show has been going forever um mm-hmm. they, it, it seems to be, i think it's like series 30 something um and it runs for a few weeks and then it goes away for about three weeks and then it comes back again so it sort of never stops but um they've managed to catch up because they had to postpone the uh, the previous series i think because of covid etc etc and then sort of restructure it um and you thought well they, 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 some of the items they showed the previous series were about three or four months old by the time they went out and you're thinking oh this is completely you know like they had, had the abacus on i think or something other than you know the previous series but this time they're talking about apparently uh, i don't get previews of this so i don't actually know what they're do, going to be doing but a piece of kit that will transform video chat so obviously everybody who's sort of you know zooming and uh, skyping and facetiming whatever at the moment will uh, will want to do that mm-hmm. even more instead i just think basically we're amusing hats and, and masks <laughs> that normally does it doesn't it that's a lovely idea isn't it that's yeah. a different show costume. isn't it I should pitch that one yeah. just you know just celebrities wearing hats yeah. I'm sure it's probably, already, it's probably already been done hasn't it um, Channel now, 5 yeah. the, uh, the latest talent show yeah. uh, Little Mix The Search and this is right up I we've imagine. got Little Mix I mean, are we just looking for Little Mix <laughs> they've hidden it's someone's kidnapped them it's and they're hide, in the woods hide and seek <laughs> that's, with a little better, mix. that's a better thought I, I that's think, a much better idea Little Mix The Search for when the text board goes this is talk sport mm. you idiots i imagine this is this is right in the heart of their demographic i don't do you think <laughs> as as viewers we have a a sort of shelf life of watching talent shows because yeah. i i did get into x factor i reckon 20 or 15 years ago yes. for two or three years i was like okay this is making people's dreams come true i quite like you know i sort of got carried away with the ride and then i'm a bit like i just you know now it's just like you know i what? I can't do it anymore. Well, I think we all we all sort of learn. You watch it and you 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 buy into the whole idea, and then you suddenly, th- as you say, it's making dreams come true. It's 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 tr- it's it's turning someone into a the next superstar, and then you think, oh no, it's not, is it? You know, you re- after about two or three series of this, you think, mm. oh, I get it now. I see how, what happens, and and by and large, you know, they're, they're, you know, if they get anywhere at all, it'll be for a few months. More often than not, the most successful X Factor acts are the ones that didn't win yeah. you know in one direction and what have you uh, Little Mix did win to be fair but it's nearly 10 years ago they now, have some brilliant songs amazing. Little Mix Black, uh, Ma- Black uh, Magic shout out to my ex oh they're all bangers I, th- I think uh, yeah I think um, I think it's hard to sort of get as, exci- as excited about this sort of thing because mm. I'm not entirely sure what they're doing that we haven't done before other than the fact that there's Little Mix doing the choosing it's basically putting together a boy band and a girl band and whatever. The ultimate prize will be to join, I don't know, to join Little Mix on their next tour, which could be about the year 2057, <laughs> yeah. for all we know. So, um, not in the band? I mean, No, no, they'll no, be supporting no. them. Well, I don't, I don't, want, know. I don't think I want to enter. I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't, know yeah. if you, I don't know if think you'd be allowed in to be in Little Mix. OK, right, mix. yeah. I mean, I don't think they'd want me there either. This is a mutually happy uh, well, agreement that they don't want me. We've not got long, and I just there. want to talk about Mortimer and yeah. Whitehouse, Gone oh, Fishing, because that has sure. been... 
uh, it's such a joyful program. Everything they they yes. talk about on the program, then they don't back off any big subject, and they talk about fishing. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful show. It, uh, you know, I I don't think there's any program program on TV now at the moment right now that I enjoy as much as this. It's just it's true. I mean, it looks brilliant, and the production values have, have gone up and up since the first mm. series. It's it's it looks beautiful. The the whole tone of it is fantastic. They've managed to switch from the ridiculously sort of playful stuff to the, the 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 more serious profound stuff without any of it jarring it just feels completely natural the relationships even to the point where paul obviously gets a little bit irritated with bob at times but, yeah you know, paul just wants the fish yeah yeah. And then, yeah but it's lovely and you know this is the end of series three i hope they don't do it forever because everything has its has its time and you don't want to sort of drag it out but i think there's a little bit more mileage in it yet so look forward to it coming back before yeah, too fantastic. long you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.